0: I'm not an X's and O's guy, right? I'm not a tactician. I'm a motivator in the classic sense of the word. You know, Lombardi, Charles Lindbergh, that nun over in India. Like those people. It's the future, future, future.
1: Whoa! What's going on, everybody? Jared Payton here. Hasta luego. Arrivederci. Um, you leaving already? Oh, still. Hola. Mm-hmm. There you go. Como estas? Muy bien, gracias. Hope you're having a great day, a great si. evening. Whenever si. you're listening to this podcast, Jared Payton alongside my man, Ernie Scatton. Si. Shy voice man on Twitter. I'm si. at PaytonSum, P-A-Y-T-O-N-S-U-N-W-G-N-Radio.com. Exclusively here. This is how we do it. Down the distance. dad Pod on Twitter as well. Welcome in. It's time to talk some baseball. It's it's funny that we got football around the corner Baseball's still hot topic here in Chicago and rightfully so when you got the Cubs making a nice push coming out of the second half winning five straight but then you have on the south side as well you have a team that is building for the future and Ernie it's it's amazing right that you could see something for so long and I'm going to tell you about two things that you don't really know if they're true or not or you don't know if something's going to happen or not But that's how you kind of base your decision on maybe jumping into something. And one thing is, is that when you look at a team that was scared about rebuilding, and they were talking about you know just adding on pieces to kind of you know stay afloat because they were worried about attendance and people showing up to the ballpark and all this other stuff. If you look at the attendance from when they started from the beginning of the year till now, there there are ahead of schedule they're above the mark where i think there was 20 some thousand that were at the park the other day where you think about it right where you you would think let's not blow this thing up on the south side because we don't want people not to come to the park well guess what people are
0: actually coming now they are because they believe in in what's being put out on you got guys that are actually playing hard for the first time it's like guys are fighting for positions and there's, there's, it's up for grabs. Every they're, position's listen, wide open. They're,
1: they're, they are fighting for their future, fighting for their lives. Because right now, the future is right now. And last night, I was about to go to bed. I was watching the Cubs game, and I was just on my computer going through stuff. And then next thing you know, I, I hit on Twitter, and I see that uh, the White Sox Frazier. made another, another trade. And I, I just was like, what's going on? Todd Frazier, closer David Robertson, and reliever Tommy Canely all were traded to the Yankees in exchange for some highly touted minor leaguers. And you have, I think, the guy that's on the front end of all that and everybody's talking about is Blake Rutherford. I think he comes in a 30th-ranked prospect in all of baseball by MLB.com. So now we're adding to a farm system that went from being worse to arguably the first when you talk about talent that is in the farm system. And I, listen, I'm a I'm a Cubs fan. Ernie, you're rocking your Sox hat right now. I'm going to tell you this. Rick Hahn continues to show that over the last 14 months, even if the White Sox, how bad they could be, like how bad they actually could end the season, executive of the year? I mean, I, I, I've
0: already said it. It's got to be executive of the year. I know he won't win it because the team stinks. I do. but forget but all that. On. I know that's what I'm saying. Forget it. Look what it's, he's done. He's like, in one year. He's taken that team. Not even in one year. From one, two, three, four, five, five guys, six guys. With six guys, he has completely reshaped this whole organization for years to come. For years to come. Now I have one. I have one problem. I have one thing though. What's your vision? why? Why is it that we always go and get these? Great minor leaguers from teams like the Yankees and teams like teams like Boston, who finish with good records, so they're not drafting near the top. They they have good organizational, they they have good scouts. Why don't we have any of these scouts? Why can't we find these guys? Like we're always trading for them. You know what I mean? We're trading. We traded for my We traded for all of our top talent in our yeah, in our organization. Why can't our guys find these top talent?
1: Well, I can, I get what you're saying. I I, I still want to. Kind of look at it in this hindsight that you, you got to get the talent whether you're drafting or you're True. going out there and you're trading. But it's for like it. you're
0: always getting the talent from the Red Sox or the Yankees.
1: Yeah, but I mean, how many times though, Ernie? I mean, let's not get blindsided by what happened on the north side, man. In actuality, it doesn't normally come happen that way, it where, where where everybody just starts hitting and all these guys that come up they stay up because they're just oh, they're ready. They, you don't know if it's going to happen and you have to wait and see how things play out and i think that's kind of the fun part about being a south Side fan is that now you get a chance to like there's no expectations right now it's not good there's no listen there's no expectations so, so you can good. just sit and watch and not be like oh man we're, we are we got to get this wild card or we uh, here's the the thing. you can no. actually
0: you can sit and watch now knowing that in the few fu- in the near future You could very well have the best team in baseball. And that's not, that's not, you've never sat there and looked at the White Sox and said, you know what, we could have the best team in baseball. You could say that now. There's a chance in the next five years that the White Sox could very well have the best team in baseball. True. It's true. God, it makes my heart thump. I'm so happy. You should be happy. It's, it's, it's a great job. They decided to do something, and they went and they did it, and I believe they've completed it, and they've done much better than they could have ever, ever hoped. There's no, I don't think there's anyone else to trade. There's nothing left to do. Damn, I think you've got them. You, you, you still could. All right, so you can get rid of maybe another one of the relievers, but at that point, what are you, scraping yeah, around? You're just getting yeah, rid of some money? I yeah, think... nah, Jose's not going anywhere. I'm not talking about Jose. Who are you talking about? Melky. Yeah, but for whatever reason. See, you made me forget about it. Like, no one's talking about Melky. And I don't know why. He's having the the best month of the the, the, the year.
1: Listen, the conversations are coming up a little bit more now because of it was – I think it it all started with Quintana and him going, and then the dominoes started to fall. But – yeah, I don't see them go- doing that, but I don't know what Rick Hahn's thinking in his brain. I mean, you know he's he's trying—all you need to do, if you're going to be bad, why not just, just be bad. go and try to get as much talent as possible oh, so that you, you have, have a better odds of hitting on all these prospects?
0: I think you have to now because Melky is will not be around if and when you win. He won't be here in 5 years. So that's to win. what I'm saying. I love Melky. I think he's, he, I, do he too. I believe he's become one of my favorite Sox players of all time. I, I love I just, Melk, the milkman. I love him. But he won't be here when you win, so what you should do to help him out as well as your team is let him go somewhere, trade him somewhere so that he can win in his last in the in the twilight of his career.
1: Guess what? Guess what? Football. Guess what, Sox fans? Football's coming. Guess what, Sox fans? Yeah. Yeah. So you've seen some trades, right? Yeah, everybody's talking about those trades. You got a chance to, you know, it's unfortunate, but, you know, Jose Quintana had to go over to the blue. Q and blue. Don't be upset. Works it is, for everyone. It works for everybody. You start to see, you know, this Todd Frazier and David Robertson and Tommy Canely trade and – didn't that you get some more pieces back. But guess what? Today, the future is here on the South Side. Yoan Mancata is coming up. Gotta go get my jersey. And guess what, people? Be excited, man! Like you this have is, to. its like it's like perfect timing. And, and I'll tell you what: for Rick Hahn last night to talk about this trade and then also talk about Yoan Makata coming up—I mean, that's been the question, a million dollar question—is when we're going to start seeing some of these young guys start coming up. And I knew that Yoan Makata was going to be the first guy to be able to make his way up. And now you get a chance for the next couple of weeks to be able to see how he's improved because, in you know, the minors, he has been—he's been. He's been He's been, been up solid. And down. Yeah. He was, he was down,
0: then he then he got real yeah. hot, then he got injured, and it took him a while to get back into it after the injury. I believe it was his finger. After the injury, it took him a little bit while, but he had just started getting back up. and, and He's hitting 282,
1: 12 home runs, 36 RBIs, and 17 stolen bases in 361 plate appearances in Triple A Charlotte. So, I mean. Pretty good. Yeah, he's had his ups and downs. He started off real hot, but you already know that that's going to cool off as things go on, but you love to see kind of him being able to turn it back around, but he also made the team's minor league player of the month in April and also was in the Futures game at the All-Star game, so these are things that when you start to pack it on, it's this is a fun time to be on the South Side and to be a White Sox fan, And, and I think White Sox fans should really enjoy this and not put so much pressure right now because I think the pressure is going to come when Ernie's talking about, and then he said five years. Well, I'm talking about maybe in three years when that pressure really starts to maybe start boiling a little bit. But for right now, just enjoy. Like, just enjoy sitting around watching baseball and watching guys develop. It's the process. It's the process. You know? In this city, though, just to switch it up a little bit, Ernie, the process in this city has changed because the Cubs have changed the narrative on making it cool to like strip it down and rebuild. And now everybody is feeling okay. And I think a little bit more at ease with actually doing that.
0: It's the end thing.
1: Yeah. It's like the end thing in this city, but it all depends on the people that are behind the scenes in the front office, making decisions. If they have, you know what it takes to be able to build it back up. Some might not be carpenters, man. (laughs) Serious. Earn, I'm just I'm just being real with you. They might not be. I'm not gonna name any names, but you know who I'm talking about. They just might not be carpenters. It just might not work.
0: Oh, we need a carpenter. I like carpenters.
1: I mean, shoot, they might just be interior decorators. <laughs> Once the house is built, they could just come in and put a then a they vase, come in put a vase. I don't a know vase, I mean, vase or vase. However no, no, you say, you should
0: write vase. Vase. You have the vase. Yeah, let
1: me get that vase right there. You know, with a nice throw rug. Yeah.
0: There's no vase. There's no, business. Okay. I'm just
1: saying, I'm just saying.
0: Uh, it has to be a Persian. The thrower going to be Persian.
1: All if right, a- next up. So one of the hot topics this week has been the comments that Michael Vick made about Colin Kaepernick on FS1. And a lot of people on Twitter going back and forth, and I think that's why I love social media the most, is because you can kind of get both sides of what people are thinking. And if you never heard what Vick had to say, Take a listen. The first thing we got to get Colin to do is cut his hair. You know, I mean, (laughs) listen, I'm not up here to try to be politically correct. But, you know, even if he puts cornrows in, I I don't think he should represent himself, you know, in that way in terms of, you know, just the hairstyle. Just go clean cut. You know, why not? You know, you're already dealing with a lot, a lot of controversy surrounding this issue. All right. So, Michael Vick, I heard his comments. I'm going to say this about... What he said. I know what he was trying to say. He just didn't say it the right way. And it's hard to be able to do that with the position that he's in and say it and have other people on the outside looking in not go, is this dude serious?
0: Anything he says, he's going to sound hypocritical.
1: Yeah, I mean anything he says. You no know, but this but this whole interview was like that though. He we're talking about a dude that that was embodied the whole culture. Yeah, I mean this he dude was this was. dude had the cornrows. I saw and, Vic
0: growing up. I lived in Virginia. I saw big like
1: Yeah. So I'm I'm just saying, Ernie, I get it, right? But yeah. okay, we want to go back and not we, we have to bring up his past. We have to because that's a part of him. Like we can't not look at his past and look at it and just push it aside. No, like this man went to jail for dogfighting,
0: right? Which I, I will say, listen, I lived there. I lived in Newport News, Virginia. That is a religion. I know. That it is, is like Sunday football. I know it you is. You go, you go walk down. I guarantee, at least when I was there, back in the eighties, nineties, you would walk down a street and you would hear dogfighting. You'd go two streets over, there'd be another garage. it was, it was everywhere.
1: I know. And so it's something that he grew up in, but that's a part of that's a part of his past. That's with him, and so for him to sit up there hey, he up and to and to tell Colin Kaepernick to hold hair. up to cut his hair, <laughs> so he can be more presentable. How nah, Mike, been... I can't listen. Can't I can't I can't, I can't I can't get behind that. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, but in some ways, Ernie, it almost defeats everything and you know what this is what gets me upset this is what gets me upset is that we're still as a society we're not talking about the real issue here we're not talking about the real issue like we keep going around all these other angles to like get to something else and we're not talking about the real issue and why this man did it and if we still look at the news that this is still an issue and it's still a problem. Everybody wanted to tell Colin Kaepernick to be able to go out there and put his money where his mouth is. And when he said he was gonna do this, and if you look at his rap sheet and you go look at what's going on, he's done a lot of that. This dude is giving back. He's using his he's using his name to go out and using his own money to go out there and help other people and get people more aware of what's going on in the culture, in society. So I tip my hat to him. But to cut his hair just be, so he can get a job back in the NFL, honestly, when it comes down to it, you want to keep it 100, you want to keep it real. Ernie, you look at his play over the last few seasons, that's the reason why he doesn't have a job. I mean, let's let's, let's be real. I think, I think some of the stuff that we're talking about with, you know, the protest, that has to do with it, it's factored in there. But I don't know if that's the big thing because Michael Vick went to jail Listen, he went to jail. He was a convicted felon. And he came
0: out hey, and got Blair. one of the biggest deals. Well, that that but that supports my blackball theory. Like there's no good reason why he's not a backup on a team. Well, I get that. I'm not he's, saying b- that he's, he's better not- than Blair or whatever what's his name? Like he's better. <laughs> Blaine Gabbert? Yeah. I, 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 let's stick with Blair. <laughs> he's better. He's better than Blair Gabbert. I mean, he is. It it's definitely blackball. I I don't know. I how do you accomplish that in the NFL? Do 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 owners call each other and say, you know what? Just everybody's got a call, yeah, everybody's got a voice
1: and everybody's got a connection, man. How does so, that
0: happen? Or how does how does one guy get blackballed? Because I, I, I just you, feel like it's so hard. But the, it's the
1: same thing about the conversation, man. You have these conversations with people all the time. You coach girls softball. And so you could tell you I'm not getting into any stories, but if somebody comes to you and says something to you or says something to somebody else, it goes to another parent, that that parent tells somebody else and it just becomes like this big circle in the NFL. They're all circle. It doesn't have to be owners. It could be somebody within the organization. Like, what are you guys doing? All those guys, the media guys, all those guys talk to one another. Yeah, I, we're, we're really not going to touch them. So like, do you
0: think it's more owners or players that are black volume?
1: No. The play, I, don't, I really think the, the players, I would say— There's got to be players upset yeah, with him. Probably some players that are upset with him, but I would say 95% of the players d- either don't, don't care, care. Right,
0: just don't care They don't, don't care. Like, it's it, that did so yesterday.
1: Yeah. I mean, he did what he did for his purpose and what he did. And guess what? It got people talking. I don't it think didn't? it got people talking long enough.
0: because nah, you knew it wouldn't. I no, mean, you knew I, it I, I knew it wouldn't because
1: in the— Well, that's
0: a shame that he now pays for something that, you, that but didn't. He, but he knew that. Yeah, I, guess I think he did. I think he had to have known that like this was much respect to him. I mean, he stood up or knelt down for what he believed in, yeah, right? I mean, you have to you have to give somebody credit for that, whether you believe it or not, and whether it, you understand exactly. it or not. So,
1: Ernie, that's what I'm talking about. I wish people could have that same mindset as you. Like it, it might not be something that you would do, or how you would handle it, right? But if you're not
0: walking... living in this country, you have the ability to do to to express yourself the it, way that you exactly. want to express yourself.
1: You're like you don't.
0: And for, now, somebody to affect, for that to affect how he makes his money, how he puts food on the table, I think is wrong so so wrong that being said, maybe the NFL's not for him anymore. Maybe he needs to walk away and make a make a statement about it. Maybe he needs to go jim Brown on him yeah. I mean
1: maybe he wants to i mean there's there's minimal opportunities to be able to keep playing, but I mean, there is another league. It's north of us. That if you really want to play football and show what you can do, yeah, kill that league. then go then then go there and play. If that's if that's if you really want to be a quarterback, I mean, right now the season's already started, but still, you like that league up there, don't you? Oh, dude, CFL is unreal, man. I I love it to death. I, I sit and watch it even right now. Like I'm, I got I got it uh, recorded on my TV. <laughs> I just it, it don't matter. I watch football anywhere. I watch pee wee football, I watch indoor football. I watch.
0: They should get rid of tackle football until the age of fifteen or sixteen. It should be you. all flag. There's no reason that for kids to tackle at such a young age. You could teach them how to tackle on dummies in in practices, yeah, and then they play flag on Sundays until they're about, I don't know, maybe till varsity high school or something like that.
1: Oh, I don't know, man. Ern, I just I don't know. Oh, we gotta we gotta talk about this. We probably you have to clean this up, or Make it sound
0: sound. I know you will. I like the segue and we gotta talk about this. That's not bad. But what do we gotta talk about?
1: We gotta talk about this. We're coming down to training camps almost here. We gotta talk about this. Training it's camp coming. is almost here. Winter's here. Game of Thrones. Sorry. Threw you off, not a Game of Thrones guy.
0: Actually, I have promised Julie Stern that I will watch. The Game of Thrones. I've never watched an episode of GOT. She plays a fantasy game and she got me so into like listening to her, so excited about her fantasy draft and then how the first week she had, she picked all women and the one woman went nuts and killed like 30 unnamed people. So she got all these, like, and I was like, oh. And I love medieval stuff. So I love King Arthur. I love that type of thing. So I have promised that I will actually watch a Game of Thrones. But what I want to do is I'm going to wait till the after the softball season and I'm going to binge it. I'll binge like season 1 in a week and then you know I'll let you know.
1: Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, man. I'm be honest with you. I love it to death, but
0: football What do is, you love about it? Is it the nudity? Is it the is it the violence? No, is it the it just, it's, No, I I got guys who just love the fact that they nah. get to sit there and watch violence and and, it's and just, medieval
1: nudity. It's It's just the way that it's written and and how you kind of get entrenched in all of these characters and all the houses and you know how it, must have, it must have
0: smelled back then?
1: Oh, I
0: don't even want to think about it. Imagine imagine the stench. Just the, the absolute funk that would pervade every, just every, it would coat to you. It would just cling to your body. I don't want to talk about it. I
1: really don't. It just sounds disgusting.
0: Yeah, Ugh. like coming back after battle, having bathed for like a month. You've been on the back of a horse it's riding really, across Norway or something.
1: Dude, it, I'm telling you right now, you're going to love it. Like you're going am. to, I really don't think I
0: am. I'm also the type of person, though. I hate, I hate loving something because everyone else does. Like I, I got to get know. it onto my own. I got to love it on my own. So I think now that I, you know, I like Breaking Bad. It took me like five years to watch Breaking Bad. You know, it took me for The Wire. It took me four or five years to watch The Wire. Now I'm like, yeah, Breaking Bad, yeah, The Wire. So I, I will be about GOT. I'm sure. G-O-T. I'm never watching The Dead, The Walking Dead. Never.
1: No, that's not no. ever happening in you life. Better not. I'm might... like. I might follow you on Twitter if you ever watch that. Ever. If I ever see a tweet from you watching Walking dead, Never. I'm it's over. Ever. That's it, everybody. This week for Down the Distance D A D pod on Twitter. Ernie Scat and Shot Voice Man at Peyton Sun, P A Y T O N S U N. We'll be back next week. You know what time it is. Bur Look forward to it, baby. I will are you be ready there. For some As always, we were here, but now we're gone. Peace. Peace.